Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all. Uh, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope it was productive. I hope it went accordingly. I hope it was fun. I hope it was everything it was meant to be. Uh, We were last with you on Thursday. Uh, We had an amazing show, perfect flow, amazing, amazing rhythm, great guests, unbelievable dialogue, absolutely fantastic um, talking points. I mean, it was just, it was everything you could want in a program, and uh, the show just keeps getting better and better. It really does, and uh, I can't thank you all enough. Um, Like I do every episode, I want to thank all my co-hosts, my audience, my sponsors and guests. Uh, The show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms, everybody. Quite an accomplishment in less than two years, I'll tell you. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA, dot com. Also, mark your calendars, and we'll be starting on the radio, national political radio, reaching millions of people. You'll be able to hear me in your cars starting October 6th. Mark your calendars, everybody. Big, big stuff. I'm very excited. Also remember, in about a month and a half to two months, I will be releasing that really big 24-7 network that I've been talking about with many notable names doing their own shows. We're raising a lot of money for it right now, so stay tuned for that. Um, guys, I have missed you. I have really missed you. Um, we uh, There was stuff I didn't get to last week. I will uh, definitely be getting to that this week, uh, some of the topics that I missed, and I, like always, I apologize for that. Um, you know, different, different things uh, coming up on the Rory Sodder Show. But I definitely want you uh, guys to uh, stay uh, stay very alert for. I will be making several announcements, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, and uh, I just um, am um, I'm really looking forward to this political season. I mean, this, you know, what, what we have so much to talk about on a on a nightly basis, and we never run out of uh, run never run out of things. I mean, it just it's ongoing. It's just one story after the other in the media, in the headlines, big night tonight. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, I want to introduce my uh, panel. Uh, I would like to introduce retired police chief, homicide detective, and activist Michael Balsey. Michael, how are you? Fine, Roy. Thanks for having me tonight. It's been a past, busy past few days. Things are heating up. About to get very exciting, it appears. Uh, and so, today was no exception to the rule. So uh, looking forward to the discussions tonight, and uh, again, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. I would also like to welcome popular talk show host, Desert Storm veteran, columnist, and activist, Eric Thompson. Eric, how are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks again for having me on. Absolutely, Eric. Great to have you here. Thanks. I also would like to welcome to the program, I believe we have him with us, we have, let's make sure, lo- lobbyist, leader at South Carolina Carry Inc., and director at Liberty, South Carolina, Matt Wavell. Matt, how are you? Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here. I would also like to welcome to the program, I believe we have with us, powerful attorney, real estate mogul, actor, and San Diego mayor candidate for 2020, Richard Hansen. Richard, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Rory. You know, I, I just have to tell you, I'm still in law school, so I just have to put that disclaimer out there. Right. Uh, attorney. Uh, yeah. Cutting out a little bit. Yeah, I really look forward to it. I, I just want to say I really enjoy Okay, how about now? How's it sounding now? You're good now. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Again, and I had a wonderful time last time. And uh, how about now? Better now, better. How are we doing? Okay, all right. I'll just stand still then. <laughs> Thanks again, Roy, for being on the show. Yeah, of course. I just want to say I really yeah, yes, sir. So, sorry, the, the um, it, it wasn't um, something was off on the on the sound for a second, but now I I can hear you perfectly. Well, that is fantastic. I just want to say I appreciate the introduction. I'm still in law school, so technically I'm not an attorney yet. I'm a real estate broker here in San Diego as the only Republican running for the mayor of the city of San Diego. <clears throat> That's big, man. It's big stuff. It, um, uh, it is really, big. Really it is big. It is big. And as a matter of fact, I just got done doing an interview with ABC Television uh, tonight. So I did a big interview. I uh, did another one a few days ago when Trump was in town with uh, KUSI. So just a shout out to Dan Report. Uh, ABC News. Jonathan yeah, man, Lane, so really I appreciate bad. all the media. It's really bad. You know what? I'm going to call. You know what? I'm going to call back in. Why don't I just call back in? Uh, right. If that if that'll work, or maybe I can stand in another area. You know, because last time I was. All righty, um, everybody. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, and Richard, please call back in. Uh, make sure the the connection is good. Um, but everybody. Lot to get into. Uh, I'm gonna just gonna go through a few things. Uh, we've been off the air for a couple days. I want to go through headlines, catch everybody up to date, make sure everything's all organized and uh, we're we're on the right track uh, and on the same page. Okay, so the President Trump is is going to slap San Francisco with environmental violations due to the homelessness epidemic. It's about time. I mean, we're seeing, and he should do it to every city run by liberals like San Francisco. We're seeing places like San Francisco, Seattle, L.A. There's so many different places that need, uh, you know, these sort of environmental violations. I mean, they need to be slapped with them. They need uh, to be held accountable. We cannot uh, trust or have these liberals uh, in charge because all they're going to do is make the homeless epidemic worse. It's just going to get more vile and more disgusting and, and more, it's going to grow more and more. This is what happens under liberal leadership. These people want to create all these disasters and all these problems in these communities so they can keep saying that they have solutions to all these problems. But in reality, they never actually have a solution. They just love to hear themselves talk. It's the oldest trick in the book with these politicians. They need to remain in power. They need to keep these people in poverty. They need to keep them as victims. 
They need to keep them. This is the dialogue. This is the narrative with these people. And it's been like this for years. Look at Detroit. Look at Seattle. Look at San Francisco. Look at L.A. Look at all these places run by liberals. Feces on the ground. Needles on the ground. Tents everywhere. It's sick. It's sad. And it needs to be called out. Everybody knows I'm from Seattle. I grew up there. And, you know, I've lived in Arizona seven years, though. But, you know, I was back in my home city about three years ago, and I don't even recognize it. I don't even recognize the place. It looks like a third-world country. And I was in San Francisco a couple years ago, and that looks like a third-world country. L.A. looks sad, too. I was in L.A. just months ago. So, I, you know, it's like – and places like New York. I mean, and all these places that were so powerful and so rich – and so wealthy and so in, in such good shape for the longest time, you know, but in the last 10, 20 years, it's gone downhill. And now it's at an all-time low in terms of the way the appearance is. I mean, these cities are so bad. There's garbage everywhere. And, you know, this is, this is, a, this is, a, this is a national crisis. I mean, this is something that is very scary. I mean, there's business owners. There's residents that are getting affected by this on a daily basis in places like California and Seattle and New York. And, and these homeless people in certain situations are attacking these people. I've read so many different reports because these are people on the street. I mean, I'm not going to generalize and say homeless people are attackers because that's not the case for most of them. But you've got a good amount of them, that, especially in the news lately, that they've been attacking innocent civilians on the street. So that's another problem. You have these people sleeping on the street, getting territorial on public sidewalks. You know, it's, it's, it's so vile. It's third world. This is America. This is not how it's supposed to be. So getting back to my point, I hope Trump slaps these violations on all these cities run by liberals because it's not going to change. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to keep being a terrible epidemic. And eventually, we're not going to have a chance to change it around or fix it because it's going to be so far gone. It already is very far gone, but at least there's still hope. And Trump needs to do something. And he's seeing this on the news. He's, he's mentioned this on Twitter, that these cities need to be fixed. This is a national emergency. This is the crisis. Climate change isn't. Climate change is bullshit. It's a lie. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But this is the real, this is a real problem. And it can't be ignored. And it can't be laughed at. And why do these voters keep still voting Democrat when they're complaining that their Democrat representatives are making the homeless crisis worse? But you guys still keep voting for them. I mean, wake up. But God bless Trump. Thank you, Trump. We need this. You need to keep slapping. You need to. You need to. Violations need to go on all these cities run by liberals that are, are getting out of hand. This is not okay. This is the real environment problem. This is the real issue. You guys want to bitch and whine about climate change all the time, but you've got garbage and shit all over, the, all over the sidewalk. And you guys claim to care about the environment, you Democratic scumbag rats. Seriously. Unbelievable. Um, I also want to mention, this is, this is another big thing, uh, President Trump 
and everybody take notes on the panel. We're gonna I'm gonna get to everybody here shortly. Got a few headlines to read through, but if anybody has any thoughts on any of these, feel free. Uh, over the weekend, President Trump made a huge speech with um, uh, Prime Minister Modi of India. Tell me if this, if this tell me this isn't amazing, or, or I mean, this is unbelievable. Trump had 55,000 Indian Americans attend the event. They came out. 55,000 Indian Indian Americans came out to see Trump and, Mo, and Modi. I mean, this is, this is huge. There was a sold-out arena, uh, I believe – God, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Jesus Christ, I'll tell you. I mean, I've never seen any American president get this sort of turnout uh, ever, you know, especially from, I mean, this, this sort of, you know, nationality group. It's unreal. Trump is making a difference in all the minority communities. He really is. And I know a lot of, you know, Indians are, um, you know, they, they are uh, conservative, especially over in India. But there's a lot of them in, in America that are pretty liberal. So I, I think that, you know, I, I think this is a huge step in the right direction of, of what Trump accomplished uh, this past weekend. Um, you know, this, this is really interesting, and I really want to get into this tonight if we have time. But there's at least ten victims in the Ed Buck sex and overdose case. Think about that. Democratic donor Ed Buck um, donated to Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, a lot of West Hollywood candidates, a lot of candidates in California, uh, Jerry Moonbeam Brown donated to him. I believe he donated to Newsom, too. But this is a crazy situation. This guy is accused of inviting only, and this, you know, this is what it is, it's only black men, he would invite over to his apartment, mostly men that were troubled, street people, and he would inject them with meth, and then he uh, – this is the story. When, once he injected them with meth, he would wait until they're passed out and then take advantage of them. But there were also scenarios where he'd pay these, these men uh, to do random sex acts for him and do all this. I mean, it's some of the weirdest freaking uh, situations I've ever – I can't even fathom or put together this this man. He is so deranged. This is something straight out of a horror movie. Uh, it's very sick, very sick, extremely twisted. Uh, and it all goes back to what I said on the show last week. This is a perfect example of democratic plantation ideology. Think about it. The white man controlling the black man. And a lot of times in the olden days, I don't know if people were aware of this, but sexual force and rape and stuff like what this guy's accused of, sexual assault, was a lot of what the plantation activity was. And, you know, Ed Buck, and I'm not, I'm not spreading conspiracy theories about this whole plantation ideology. If you look at everything Ed Buck did and all the reports that came out, uh, it pretty much sums up, uh, you know, this is the plantation ideology. This is, this is not a secret. I mean, it, look at everything he did. Only black men wants to control them wants to dominate them, wants to use violence towards them, killed some of them. Jesus Christ. Some ended up in a hospital picking on the vulnerable. Very evil. And then, you know, in the public eye, just like every other Democrat prominent name, you know, they, they, they play this positive, uh, you know, huge role model slash, you know, victim, like they can do no wrong, and they're this huge advocate for all these 
bullshit human rights groups, human rights groups, which are you know LGBT, all this stuff that is so phony and just Democrat talking points. But I mean, it's just like it's it's such a double standard. I mean, I mean, these people are so protected for the longest time, and this guy was a predator for all these years. All these years, this guy was a predator. Add, added up years and years of assault, of attacking these men, of getting away with all this. You know why? Because he had power, he had money, he had all the influence. And think about this. If Hillary was still if, – if, if Hillary would have got elected, he probably would have never gone to jail. Think about it. He would have started shoving money towards Hillary, and Hillary would have made sure he was protected, just like a lot of these Democrats do. Think about it. It's crazy. Um, Chick-fil-A has doubled its sales uh, and increased profits. Uh, since the protest. Think about that, guys. All these LGBTQ clowns on the left, all these trans, all these, uh, you know, hate groups, Antifa, all these nut jobs on the left, went in front of Chick-fil-A, all this protesting, all this, you know, hysteria, all this unnecessary drama, and look what happens. We get double the sales at Chick-fil-A. Gets more popular. Bigger and bigger. It's what it is. I mean, you give something attention and you give it this much fake drama and all this hysteria and unnecessary um, – I mean, it's just so – it's crazy what these people can do for, for sales. I mean, these, these people uh, deserve an award. I mean, they doubled sales in such a short time frame. This was a couple of weeks. Don't forget the protests. I mean, for Chick-fil-A, they've been going on for a while, but the protests I think they're referring to are just in the last couple of weeks. So you have all these people – that aren't buying the crap. They're not buying the, the BS hysteria from the left and all these unnecessary protests. And it's just another talking point. And it's just another way for the left to try to put themselves in boxes and try to claim themselves as victims. It's, just, it's another thing. It's just like, you know, playing the color game or playing the race card or playing the sexual orientation game. Any way they can find a victim or find somebody they can put in a separate box, they'll do it. And this is what they've always done. No accountability, nothing. It's pure, it's, it's pure cowardice. It really is. Um, let's see here. You know, this, this is, we got just like two more things. But over the weekend, you know, the Democrats have been telling us for the longest time not to eat meat. But over the weekend, they're at this huge cookout, and they're grilling 11,000 steaks. And, you know, they, 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 for this whole climate change crap, they want us to minimize meat consumption. I mean, these people, are, these people are the biggest hypocrites on earth, and we're going to get more into this, but it's just, as I've said all along with these people, do as I say, but not as I do. I'm going to tell you to live like a peasant, but I'm not going to live like a peasant. This is what these people's mindsets are. This is, they are evil. They are greedy. They are the most, I, I mean, it's just like, it's selling your soul at the finest level. I mean, these people are the devil. They really are. Um, more big news. Sorry, guys, I'm almost done. I'm just scrolling through things since we've been off the air. Uh, the Emmys, the Emmys, if this is any strong indication, hit a ratings low this past weekend. All-time low. People are tired of Hollywood. People are tired of the PC culture. People are tired of an actor going on stage talking about trannies and talking about how they should use all these different bathrooms and have all these special privileges. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Nobody wants to hear it. 
We don't want to hear about your hundred different gender fantasy land crap. We don't want to hear about how your, your son or daughter is growing up gender neutral. There isn't any such thing. We don't want to hear how your, how your son wears dresses and you're going to let him dictate him thinking he's a girl at three years old. We don't want to hear it. It's old. It's gone. It's dumb. It's over the top. And, you know, it really is something out of a parody, something out of a spoof, something out of a comedy movie. These people are beyond deranged. I mean, it's a whole other level of delusion. You know, and they want to promote abortion. You know, all of these evil liberals want to talk about illegals at the border and how their rights are at stake and how kids are in cages and how kids are getting separated from their families. But they don't want to talk about the American families, the millions that get separated a year. They want to talk about gun violence because they think it will save lives. But they want to talk about killing babies. It's the most it's the biggest hypocrisy show on the face of the earth. These people have no logic. They have no sense. They want to take away our guns, but they want to have their guns for their protection. I mean, and they want to talk about saving lives, but they want to kill babies. These people are lost. And they want to talk about how capitalism is the enemy, but that's how they make all their goddamn money. Excuse my language. But seriously, they want to tell us how to, how to live. It's the Democratic Party at its finest. Keep the rich rich and powerful and keep the peasants at the very bottom. Screw the middle class. We want all the power and we want to influence and tell everybody how to live their lives. This is what it is. This is what we're dealing with. We have these peasants, these scumbags that talk to us how global warming is the biggest threat, but they'll get on their private jets and they'll go to their, you know, 12-bedroom mansions. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's like I love capitalism. I think capitalism is fantastic. I'm a businessman. I got many different businesses and companies that I'm, I'm involved with. I love it. But I, I speak the truth about it. I don't. You know, pretend that capitalism, you know, I don't, I don't pretend that, that, um, that all, all this stuff that these Hollywood people do. I don't pretend. If I like capitalism, and I'm not afraid to say so, but you have all these Democrats that, you know, live like Republicans, and, you know, they, they want to say how capitalism is the enemy, but they make all their money on capitalism. It's hypocrisy at its finest. It really is, guys. And something needs to change because Hollywood has too much influence on too many people. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people have woken up. The Emmy, the Emmy record lows ratings is an indication, but there are still too many people that look up to these people for information. It's scary. Um, okay. I, uh, very, very two important headlines we are going to be getting into right now. This, this, whole, this whole climate change crap over the weekend – you know what? You get all these people out in the street, these smelly animals that look like they haven't showered in weeks. You got these feminists marching, holding up their signs. You got um, all these different politicians cheering it on. You know, you get it's it's like it, it makes absolutely no sense. It has every flaw in the entire world. You've got garbage all over the ground. 
You've got them getting transported in their Ubers, coming in on their planes, going to these events, you know, coming from their huge houses and going to protest. You know, and they, want to, they want to say how climate change is the biggest threat. All these people. But they totally live the opposite way. They live the opposite way. And you have them causing chaos in the streets. You know, you have them saying all, all this stuff, wrong facts about science. There have been now, I think, 41 doomsday predictions, and all 41 of them have been wrong. All 41 have been wrong. There's just an article out on Breivar today. All these scientists that say global warming is real are paid by the, I don't know, directly by the mainstream media, but people affiliated with the mainstream media. They are told and paid to say this. All these scientists that global warming is, is the, you know, this is what they're paid to do. I mean, look at all the signs. Look at all of the, all the information out there right now. There are more polarized caps in, in, in Antarctica than ever before. And there are. There are. And in some of these places where people like Al Gore, idiots like Al Gore said, you know, the ice caps are melting, you know, we're in a huge crisis. There are more polar ice caps right now than ever before in places like Antarctica. Uh, oceanfront property is not underwater. It, it's not it's, it's oceanfront property isn't o- o- underwater like Al Gore said it would be eight years ago. He said, oh, sell all your oceanfront property. He said this in 2008 or, or like maybe it was sooner. But he said within eight years, you're good. it's all going to be gone. Get rid of it. Really? Like I've said many times, if that was the case, banks would not be loaning. You would not have all these different people buying property, rich people buying property on these coastlines. And if it was such a huge threat, like Obama likes to say, then why did Obama buy a $15 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard? Basically, in, in one of the most – I mean, if global warming and climate change was real, I mean, he, he lives in a place where, you know, sea, the safety levels are rising and all this stuff. I mean, if it was, that, if it was really that, that much of a threat and real, he would not be living there. He would not buy uh, – I mean, Martha's Vineyard <laughs> – I mean, that, that place, you know, is surrounded by water. That's all it is is coastal land. And look at Al Gore. Al Gore is the biggest hypocrite on earth. You know, he wants to say how big of a threat global warming is, but he has waterfront property. He has properties that are 12, 15 bedrooms. You know, and he uses, I think, what is it, like 30 times the electricity in his houses that anybody else uses. And you got people like Leonardo DiCaprio who get on their private planes, go to these freaking events, probably get paid a million or two million dollars to speak, and they say global warming is the biggest threat on Earth. And you got all these people who have taken after people like, take, taken after stuff, stuff that DiCaprio's done. All these actors are now on the, on the bandwagon. You got all these politicians. It really is part of the New World Order. Think about what Hitler and the, the Nazis did and this communism tactic did to control the masses, to control the environment. Make up some narrative that is somewhat believable and will get all your sheep running to you. This is it, guys. This is it. Climate change is it. This is the distraction from what the real problems are. The world's been changing naturally ever since it came into existence. Nothing nothing is going to be special about, I mean, what are you going to do? Throw stuff up into the sky? What are you going to do? 
science is part of humanity. Science is part of the earth. Science is the reason our earth naturally changes. There's no special label. There's nothing that can be attached to it that uh, makes it any different than from what it originally was. And you guys are just off the wall. You really are. And all this money, it's part of the New World Order. When you throw money at climate change, you're throwing money at the New World Order. This is all part of them to get you sucked in, sucked in. And you've got idiots like AOC who claim that Miami won't be around for another two years. I mean, you've got some of the most idiotic, crazy people on earth trying to influence these people, and they're believing her. This, this, this is so many different examples, guys. I want you guys to listen to this, this little girl. This is what we've come to. We've had the David Hobbs of the world. We've had all these little kids that have been worshipped by the leftist media, by these politicians, have been put on a damn pedestal, and they have been used for propaganda and politi- as political pawns. It's sick. Listen to this woman, Greta Thunberg, this little girl, and I feel bad for her because she's really misled. I don't want to call her an idiot or anything. I think that's mean, but I think she's really misled, and she's autistic. She has special needs, and they are really taking advantage of the vulnerable. This is really bad, uh, what they have indoctrinated and brainwashed this girl with. Listen to this, though. Hold on a second. Let me play it. Here we go. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams, my childhood, which were empty words. Yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. All you can talk about is money, chemicals of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight? You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. No matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, and you would be evil, and that I refuse to believe. The popularity of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting up irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. 50% may be acceptable to you, but those numbers do not include tipping points 
change thing I'll start there uh, you know they needed a way those the radicals the deep staters the uh, one world new world order they needed a way to take money from the people and they came up with this you can go right back to the communist manifesto or to Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals it's in there they they came up they used climate change and they went after all these scientists the scientists, they couldn't get to accept their money and buy off. The other ones found their way to mysterious deaths. This is one of the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the American people. And, you know, and it started a long time ago. And this little girl you just uh, played, she just a, she's a product of the indoctrination. And there's many of them. 
There's whole curriculums in the school system on this and in universities on this. And people grow up believing it. This has been going on for years now. And it's going to take somebody like Donald Trump to stand up and say, look, we're not, we're not playing this game anymore. You know, I just read an article about how many less birds there are in the United States because of these ridiculous windmills. These wind farms everywhere, 2.9 billion less birds. I mean, how is that good for the, uh, the, the environment? I I just you know it's just a subject that's uh it's kind of a sore point with me. Uh, I'll I'll go back to some of the things you said before. I hope he does go after San Francisco and some of these other cities on the uh, homeless crisis. It's it's just uh, it's upsetting to me that people that live in some of these areas that can't move that can't afford to move or the ones that can have have businesses there. Have to have to put up with this ridiculous uh, human feces and everything else. I mean, it's just it's, and they have to pay for it. Yeah, and yeah, you have to make them pay for it. They created the problem. The government did not create this problem. They created this problem. It's all it's all part of their plan. It's all a part of their plan to dis- disrupt and destroy the fabric of our country. That's what it it just leads up to the chaos that and anarchy that they that they strive for. As far as the, the president uh, with the prime minister of India, I thought that was awesome. And I think it goes to show how popular a leader he is throughout the world, uh, and and what a uh, tough and shrewd negotiator he is. Uh, and the, the mainstream media, I think, mis- misleads the people on this issue, too, in addition to many other things, of course. But, yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a sound leader and a, and a sound diplomat, I believe. I'll, I'll hit on the Ed Buck thing. I think I kind of liken this to the Epstein thing. I noticed that now there's the fear for his life in prison. Uh, because there's people that are going to be exposed in this. We haven't heard all of the Epstein names yet, and we certainly haven't heard the last of Mr. Buck, let me tell you. Uh, with regard to Chick-fil-A, Roy, you know, I, it's, it's just a fact. Conservative boycotts work. Liberal boycotts, not so much. You know, uh, people like Chick-fil-A. Uh, they respect the fact Chick- Chick-fil-A has stood up for what's right and what's wholesome, and their business is, is, uh, is booming as a result. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And then, again, I do think people are shying away from Hollywood. I think Hollywood has painted the picture of themselves that people are just not interested in especially family people that can no longer turn a television on and watch regular TV with little kids anymore like it was when I grew up or you grew up. I mean, it's it's just not that way. You can't take your kids to the movies anymore. It's hard. Uh, So with that, I'll kind of leave it at that, and we'll wait till we get into the Biden thing because uh, that's another case. I'll just hit on this real quick. That's just another case of where you accuse your opposition of what you were doing. Another fact of straight out of rules for radicals. 
Exactly. If, if you get exactly. That's exactly what they've done on so many different issues. And the vice president had a tweet today, I noticed, you know, and he just came out and just said it in no uncertain terms. Everything they've ever accused President Trump of is things they were doing. So with that, I'll end my rant. Enjoy what your other guests have to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, always a pleasure. Very well said, as usual. Um, Let's go to Eric. Eric Thompson, go ahead. There's... um... There's a lot of con- there's a lot of continuity in all these issues, and it comes down to basically godlessness. Um, you have a secular culture that they don't the the leaders of these of this type of movement they they don't tend to care about the people. It's really about power. So when you see people's lives getting destroyed and everything else, they're not leaving their ivory towers to see anything. So as far as they're concerned. Oh, yeah, we're getting, we get reelected like Pelosi and Schumer and all these guys. As long as they can get reelected, Maxine Waters, then as far as they're concerned, uh, they're happy. Their constituents are getting poorer. There's more homelessness. There's more drugs. There's more godlessness. There's more abortions. So and, until we fix the education system and the immigration systems and try to get people thinking about this, the, if I'm the, all people are, deserve to be treated equally and that they're endowed by their create, you know, their rights from their creator until then is, and if we're going to let secularism run the country, then this is only going to get worse. That, that girl at the end talking in front of the Congress, that's absurd. I mean, we're the most progressive when it comes to national powers that have cleaned up our air. So she's barking at the wrong, you know, the wrong house. Um, it, the, India and China are polluting the earth. So that, that whole circus was really nauseating. But, no, it's going to continue to get worse until we fix the education and immigration systems in America. Yeah, no, absolutely. And do uh, you have any thoughts on uh, the other stuff? Well, you co- I mean, you covered um, from – I mean, we, you, you went over a lot of them. But when it comes to everything from, you know, Biden to Trump – to the the psych out out here in California, you know, we our our our, our uh, state senate, for example, said that pastors must appreciate and embrace the LGBT community. And matter of fact, all of Californians should. So it, it's just an overarching theme throughout the country where you've got it's in in the Bible. Romans chapter one says that when people worship the creation instead of the creator. He turns them over to a debased mind or a crazy mind, and they do the things that just seem, you know, absurd and because they don't know any better. They don't know any better that their lives are in shackles, that the debt is out of control. So, so they all turn to the state because they don't want to turn to a god. They turn to the, the government for, the, for their god, and then everything that comes out of that for you and I, we look at it as just insanity. We, we, we look at it as why would why would somebody vote that person in? You know why why would they want to have uh, men wearing dresses that are pedophiles teach at the libraries? You know <laughs> what, what, why and and it doesn't make sense to logical people because we haven't been turned over to a crazy mind where where San Francisco people walk around there's people going feast you know 
bending over, going to the bathroom right in front of people, throwing their needles on the ground, and and that's not emergency. You know that that's not like a, a problem when you got hundreds of thousands of mentally ill people on the streets that are rats or carrying diseases in L.A. So it, it but but if if people if people don't want to get told that they're not perfect, they have to be allowed to lose sometimes. They need to not get trophies for part for participating. You know, people have to get toughened up, and they've got to realize they're not that important. They're not special. That we're all equal, and that everybody needs to take accountability be accountable for their own lives, or we cannot have a constitutional republic. When you, if you have some people that are coddled, some people that are elevated, and a lot of people that are allowed to live in in poor conditions simply because they don't have the mental faculties or they have drug abuse because of their own fault. But if we don't, if we don't deal, if we're not, if we don't get to back to some type of compassion, leading toward restoring people, then we're, we're, we, it can't work. You can't, and that's the problem. When you have a post-Christian nation, you have a double-minded right. monster, and a, and, it, and a, you know, if a house is divided, it cannot stand. And and so right now we do have, okay, we need Marxism. Well, but we still want to be moral. Well, but we want to abort babies, but we don't want to kill whales, and we want to, you know, not have straws, you know. But but we we do want to, you know, we do want to give money to to illegal aliens. So it, there's no there's no continuity in mental illness, and, and we're they being wanna be, they want to be the party of science. They want to be the party of science, but they say there's a hundred different genders. I mean, they, they can't be taken well, because because they don't they're not concerned about being serious. They're concerned about keeping power, and so and so if the if the buzzword to stay in power is to say LGBT, then they're going to. It's all about power. They don't care about the people. Yeah. They don't care. And that, and if if people could look in the mirror and say Pelosi doesn't care about her district, Maxine Waters doesn't care about her district, uh, uh, De Blasio doesn't care about New York. When they don't care, but they want to come out and get people angry using CNN and MSNBC, we right. can't logically talk to them. We've got to get reach out to the youth, and if we're going to let the progressives put out Marxists through the colleges and through our public education system, it doesn't matter how frustrated we get. We're losing because they're brainwashing the next generations. You're absolutely right. Very, very well said, Eric. And Eric, uh, try and stick around. Um, we'll be getting into the Biden stuff here in a little in a little while. Um, I know okay. you got some thoughts on that. Uh, and everybody, we will be introducing shortly uh, Tamara Lehigh. Very excited to have her with us. Uh, Matt Matt Wavell, I'll go to you. Uh, go ahead, sir. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, sir. Go ahead. Excellent. I'll be quick. I'll get off. I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of this tomorrow since it's kind of late out here on the East Coast. Um, I wanted to mention a couple things really quick. Uh, first, um, um, you mentioned last week the Canadian Prime Minister, and this week the Swedish climate change girl. I think we should talk about America first, right? We have a lot of things we can talk about right here at home. Um, a lot of things to do with identity politics. Identity politics says my team versus the other team. I think it's really important. I really like the direction. I believe Eric's last guest was taking this. Um, in, in one way, um, 
It can be put simply, be the change that you want to see in the world. It really is up to us. Now, we talk right. about where the government is, but where society leads, government will follow. And it's really up to us to help lead that, to be that change, to be that change from inside. Instead of trying to uh, reform everything else, really the only person you can actually reform is yourself. But it is extremely important. And one of those things that really jumps out at me, somebody told me this a while ago, but I want to share a couple of resources with you. They said, you are the people that you've met in the books that you've read over the last five years. So I want to mention two books you must read and then two sources to find others. Okay? These two books, one of them is called The Law by Frederick Bastiat. Just The Law. Just Google The Law. Um, the next one is called Anatomy of the State by Rothbard. You're going to find both of these at Mises.org. That's M-I-S-E-S dot org. Another really good resource is called LearnLiberty.org and Fee.org. Fee is really, really important. At first, when you hear fee, you think taxes, and it sounds like a dirty word, but it stands for the Foundation for Economic Education. And if you ever want to know what's really behind something, you've heard the phrase, follow the money. And that's exactly what FEE does. It's a foundation for economic education. And it is amazing how many times we make the um, – I think it was a, a, an economist that said, there, I, I can't think of a more stupid way of making decisions than by putting somebody in charge of the decision that suffers no re- – that gains no reward or suffers no consequence from the outcome. Um I think it was Thomas Sowell, or it could have been Walter Williams. I think it was Thomas Sowell that said that, uh, and I know I murdered his quote. Um, but I want, to, I want to mention something about why words are so important, okay? Um, we talk about classical liberalism, which used to mean liberty. That's what the root of the word liberalism was. Nowadays, if we want to talk about liberals, and I know exactly what the group you're talking about, uh, it's probably better to use the term lefto-fascist. Or, or socialist, and we shouldn't be afraid to call them out as socialists because that kind of gets down to a root idea. You know, great minds talk about ideas, um, and so labels that constantly change may be out of date in 10, 15, 20 years, but the idea of socialism, what really is the root evil behind socialism? And it's collectivism, all right? And in collectivism, um, a fellow by the name of... Uh, Friedrich August Hayek, not uh, not Selma Hayek, but the uh, the smart Hayek, um, actually read a book <laughs> called the road. It, it called the road to serfdom. And real quick, here's a, here's a real quick quote. He talks about the difference between collectivist and individualist. He said the principle that the end justifies the means is an individualist ethics regarded as the denial of all morals. In right. collectivist ethics, it becomes the necessary becomes necessarily the supreme rule. There's literally nothing which the consistent collectivist must not be prepared to do if it serves, quote, the good of the whole, because the, quote, good of the whole is to him the only criterion of what ought to be done. So when we get down to what our limits are, okay, what ought our limits to be? Well, in our very first founding document, which if you want to smell a rat, ask why the Declaration of Independence is not considered a legal document in our courts of law today. Right there, you can you tell there's something going on. 
But it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal and doubt by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and property. Now, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers by the consent of the governed, which means there is such a thing as unjust powers. But the thing I want to point out is inalienable. And I think your your, uh, your last um, guest, Eric, pointed that this well. Um, yeah. That our rights do not come from government. Any right, quote unquote, right that comes from government is literally a privilege. Right. So once we start to ask government permission for something that is already a right to do, we've already seeded the entire ground on saying, well, I believe that you are my provider, you're my protector, you're my great physician. Well, wait a minute. Right. That is absolutely sacrilegious because these are terms that a jealous God rightfully should use for himself and we should never apply to government. And the only people that actually do are people that worship the cult of statism, all right? So we don't want to, we don't want to pay any part of that, the opposite of statism being liberty. And, um, and so we believe that constitutional carry, campus carry, permitless carry, removing infringement zones, Absolutely and repealing right. all of the all of that stuff just goes back to the original intent of uh, of our founders. Uh, one of them I want to mention real quick is a guy by the name of uh, yeah. Sam Adams, which I believe you would agree yeah. is always a good choice, right? Yeah, that's about a minute. Go ahead. If you love wealth better than liberty, tranquility of servitude better than the animating conscience of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that ye were ever our countrymen. You know, we so many times, we were recently in MSNBC, which I like to call them MSNC, because that's really who they're working for. Um, Pretty much, yeah. They did a they did a poll that says, and they tried to split it three different ways. You know, do you think that uh, that people should be quote allowed to carry in public? Well, allowed right there. Like I know where this is coming from. And then they put the third choice was only in self defense. And so a lot of good people would choose only in self defense because unless you're a criminal, that's the only reason you'd be carrying is in self defense, not to attack anybody else. So they tried to right. the vote. It went ugly. But here's the thing, that particular vote, that particular poll, just asking the question is downright unconstitutional because individual rights aren't subject to a public vote. A majority yeah. has no right to vote away the rights of a minority, and the political function of rights is precisely to protect minorities from oppression by majorities, and the smallest minority on the earth is the individual. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. So that's, no, well that's said, where man. we are. No, I agree. No, I agree. I agree 100. I, I do gotta, I do gotta get, get go to a commercial here in a second, but I gotta get to Topher real quick. And I agree with you 100. Um, but yeah, but uh, I know. Uh, are you gonna stick around for a while? I'll be happy to come back, uh, but uh, the wife is calling, and I'm very interested. I'll probably be listening to the rest of it early tomorrow morning. So, All right, thank buddy. you for please having me. Please tell everybody where they can connect. Please tell everybody where they can connect with you if they want to get in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Matt Wavel, spelled W-A-V-L-E. I'm also a Marine combat vet from Desert Storm. Looking forward to hearing what uh, my fellow Marines have to say on here and other vets. Um, anyway, it's uh, 
Matt Wobble, W-A-V-L-E. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can hit me up through South Carolina Carry, Liberty and SC, any number of ways. But anybody that is listening, feel free to text me at 864-551-9097. 864-551-9097. Thank you so much for what you do. Absolutely, man. God bless you, and thank you for your service, and we'll see talk to you soon. Um, let's go to Topher. Topher, you got some thoughts, obviously. Obviously, I'll get to you later in the show, and we'll talk about <laughs> a lot more stuff, but uh, what are your thoughts on everything uh, we've been discussing? I'm probably sure, pretty sure you probably heard my rant earlier. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Uh, thank you so much for having me uh, on. I know you got a lot of people, man. You blowing up, man. I'm super, super proud of uh, seeing all the success you've been doing. Uh, one to back. Well, everybody had such great points. I kind of feel like inferior to them, but uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> to backtrack a little bit, I've heard you say several times that uh, Trump has completed or accomplished 80% of uh, what he said he set out to do. And I think that's really misunder uh, underestimated. I think that's taken out of context. He's, I think what should be added on that is he's done, he's accomplished 80% of what his agenda was. That's with a hundred percent pushback of Democrats constantly throughout the oh, entire yeah. uh, reign of his presidency. And it's, it's, it's appalling. No time in history has it been socially acceptable to seriously just bash on the sitting president the way that they, that, that, that they have done. These people are not Democrats that we're dealing with. And I think the problem is that we're, we're, we're talking to them and we're expecting a rational response. And that's where we're going wrong. These people don't want compromise. They want complete dominance. Like you were saying before, uh, one of the uh, guests was saying before also, you got people like Pelosi and Schumer and all these people who've been in here since, virtually since the Constitution was written, you know, and they don't know a damn thing that's on it. And it's, it's appalling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, these people have no business representing people. Uh, they really have no – I mean, they can't keep their own cities. Uh, last week I heard a gentleman say that 14 or I think uh, 14 or 18 of the, peop- of the uh, worst cities to live in in America uh, – well, the top 20 worst cities to live in America, 14 or 18 of them are ran by Democrats. I mean, that's yeah, not an example yeah, enough of how they run it. Correct you, yes, you correct you. It was 18. It was 18 out of the 20 listed 18. that were run by Democrats. That's – I mean, the proof is in the pudding, you know I mean? And and I think that's I think that's actually why they do not like Trump. It's not that they don't like him; it's that they fear him because Trump has gone into companies or started companies, and he knows how to weed out the bad seeds. It's like a cancer, and he knows how to cut it out and get it out because it's not profitable. You know, we've had 200 and something years of this country being ran by people who are sensitive to people's needs, and you know. But there's one thing about being sensitive to people's needs, and it's a whole other thing to bend over backwards. We cannot run this country the way it's been running. Unfortunately, it sounds great in theory, but in reality, we're going to be headed the same way we are. Look what Obama did. Obama was a food stamp president. You know, I mean, the reason people like Obama and don't like Trump is because if America was like a family, then the president is essentially the stepdad. When you have a stepdad in office or you have a stepdad that's in the house for uh, eight years, who's like, you know, you guys want to go to a party? Uh, You're kind of failing math and you – you know, you suck at, uh, at at history, but yeah, go ahead and go have fun. And you want to go to the park? You want to uh, you want to go to the movies? We got forty bucks in the account rent to do next week, and we don't have any way to make it up. Yeah, let's go to the movies. 
of course you're going to love that guy. Now you have a stepdad who's in there, who's in the house, who's like, you want to go to the party? You're failing math. You suck at history. No, sit your butt down. Study. You want to go to the park or you want to go to the movies? We have 40 bucks in the account and no way to make it up for rent next week. No, go move on. Bring him some money. You're mad at him now, but you know what? In eight years when you're in med school, you're like, damn, dad was right. And that's what we have. We have a strict dad who's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I have to do. I think Trump took this job knowing he wasn't going to be liked by some of these people. But oh, yeah. he said oh, it yeah. on, on the Oprah show. He said it on the Oprah show uh, over two decades ago when she asked him, would you ever run for president? He said, if the country needed me that bad, I would. And she said, do you think you'd win? He said, I don't run for anything not to win. And that's exactly what he did. I was fortunate enough to uh, – I didn't get in, and I tried everything, man. I was I was yelling out that Trump was my cousin and everything. But I went to, when he went to, the, uh, when he went to uh, Rio Rancho, which is right outside of Albuquerque where I live, um, and I got to tell you, <clears throat> I learned a couple of things. One, the media, blatant lie. I have obligations with my son, so I wasn't able to leave my house until about 4.15. The media was saying, oh, if you're not in line now, you're not going to get in. I left my house at 4.15. I live further away than a lot of people that you know live near there went. I left my house at 4.15, didn't get in line until about 6 p.m. <clears throat> and I was the third person, or the fourth person, sorry, there's three in front of me, from getting in when they shut the doors. So media absolutely lied. They showed, they showed videos of hundreds of protesters. I was there. There were maybe 12 protesters at max. Um, you know, I mean, they just, it's, but anyway, but enough on the negative. The beautiful part of it at the Trump rally was the diversity. It was so gorgeous. There was white, black, yeah. Hispanic. There was a, a lot of Asians. There was a lot of uh, legal immigrants. Legal being the key word there, you know, and they were all so right. pro-Trump. It was so great. There was a mixture of young, I mean, extremely young, all the way down to, you know, eight, seven years old, up to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 70s and 80s. And, and everybody was getting along. There was so much happiness in the air. The media doesn't show that. You know, I mean, the media would like you to believe that the uh, crowdfunding people or the, the people that let people in came out and said, uh, we need five black guys and six Hispanics. If you got an Asian, that's cool. We can get them in. No, they didn't have to do that. They were literally just coming in and being like, hey, let in the next one. Right. That's cool. Because there was so much diversity. It was such a gorgeous thing. The media obviously won't show that. When I got home and I saw it, I was appalled. I was like, wow, it's like blatant lies. I mean, you used to be able to hold the media accountable. What, what, what these liberal media people are doing is they're piggybacking on the respect that actual journalists gathered for them. They're grandfathered into the respect factor. You know, there used to be a saying in the media, if it bleeds, it leads. Unfortunately, it's changed to don't let the truth get in the, in the way of a good story. It's right. appalling. Uh, a couple of points, though, on some of the things that, these, uh, that your other guests have brilliantly, brilliantly said. I've got to go with commercial in about two minutes, and then I've okay. got to introduce our guest, but, but go ahead. All right. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, oh, man, that totally came out. That's all right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Unfortunately, one thing that makes our world go around, actually not unfortunately, very fortunately, is money. So yeah. how do we stop the uh, liberal media from uh, reporting fake news? Find them. You can no longer hide under an anonymous source because they make that up. They make that up so easily. Find them. If you're caught putting out fake news, you're purposely 
dissuading uh, um, America or swaying America to what your personal political agenda is, you're going to get fined. Right. Hit them in their pockets. That's the only way to do it. Uh, another thing that I'm a huge advocate for is uh, anti-bullying. If uh, and that goes with money as well. <clears throat> if your kid bullies, you're the parent. Yeah, you're going to be held liable. It's a fine. If little, you think little Tim is in, and every parent will think their kid is innocent. You know, but if little Tim yeah. is picking on other kids, you got to be held responsible. That's your kid. That's a reflection of you. You know, I have a I have a child who was literally bullied yesterday, and it brought me to uh, shaking. I, I had to literally leave the situation, and the parent that I spoke to was very nonchalant about it, like, oh, well, but your kid wasn't hurt. No, my kid was hurt. My kid was hurt. And the parent literally said, well, what am I supposed to do about it? You're, you're supposed to teach your kids. You're supposed to teach your kids, and that's where we're going wrong. Parents aren't parenting their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, parents need to – you need to you, – you can't be afraid to parent your kids, you know. But all these people, they want to be friends with their kids. But so I'm saying hit them where it hurts. If your kid's bullying – if the media is putting out fake news, take away their money. I guarantee you they'll do it once, but they won't do it twice. You know, you got people like Rachel Maddow who's making $15 million a year. Make her penalty a couple million. That sounds good to me. And then donate that money too. <laughs> but um, I, I, I agree. yeah, you got to go commercial. I agree there has to be something done. I agree. People have to be held accountable. There's no doubt about that. I'm with you on that. I think there needs to be something put into place that we can – definitely, uh, you know, take action. I, I don't know what, though, because I, I know yeah. Trump is trying to put something together where these media people can be held accountable, but I think they're working on a plan now. But everybody, uh, please stay with us. We will be right back with Tamara Lehigh. Stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. New delicious taste like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA, dot com. Also remember, starting October 6th, you'll be able to hear me on the radio in, in the car, AM. Uh, I can't wait. October 6th, National Political Radio, big station. I can't wait. Um, millions of people will be reached, uh, and I will be announcing the exact station here in the next week or so, so stay tuned. And also, in about a month and a half to two months, I will be releasing the 24-7 network that I've been working on, raising a lot of money for it, many notable people doing their own shows, so stay tuned. I do want to welcome to the show a very, very successful person, successful businesswoman, public speaker, talk show host, and writer, Tamara Lehigh. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, great. And it's Tamara Lee. Excellent. Okay, I, I, I pronounced it wrong. I thought it was Lehigh for some reason. I stuck. <laughs> that's okay. I don't know. I was like, okay, um, that's right. I, I don't mind, um, you know, when you're younger and someone mispronounces your name, you kind of hate to, to correct them and you just sort of let it go. And sometimes they do that. It's like potato, potato, tomato, tomato. But, um, I just thought uh, I'd rather have it correct right at the beginning, and then we can move on from there. But thank you for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you here, and I'm sorry about the delay. Uh, we've been running a little late tonight. I went on too long on certain segments, and, uh, you know, a big inconvenience. My, my apologies. Um, but no worries. Your first We're all good. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, your first time on the show, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I always, when people come on the show for the first time, I always like to get a bio, uh, you know, kind of the different chapters you've been through been through in life, all the adventures, uh, all that good stuff. Well, I'm old, so that could take up the whole rest of your show, so I will give you the abbreviated version <laughs> for your okay. audience, which I'm, I'm super excited with the um, – uh, your next generation and being a younger audience, I would imagine, but you're speaking to a wide range of topics. And so my background is uh, Tamara Lee. And I, as you said, I'm communications and a speaker and writer, author. I host my own show. So I always like to support other new media uh, people out there being able to have platforms and get truth and stories and information out there that uh, the gatekeepers that we used to be held prisoner by uh, no longer have that control. So I always want to applaud and support other fellow podcasters. I started out on Blog Talk Radio 
with my show back in 2000, January 2012, and it's Tamara Lee's Trend On. And so you can Google that or go to Blog Talk and search that. You'll find a whole bunch of shows. I start out covering topics from business to lifestyle to culture, arts, entertainment, a wide variety of things, which is why I named it Trend On, so I could really have kind of free range of what to cover, which was fabulous. And then in 2015, uh, I started being more politically focused in one out of my support for Donald Trump and two, having been around in the beginning of Turning Point USA, which my co-host, now that I began this year doing Periscope and went to a video uh, format, uh, Brent Hamachak is my co-host, and he actually co-wrote Charlie Kirk's book, Time for a Turning Point, and was around and writing some of the uh, uh, foundational material for Turning Point USA. So when that happened, and Brent and I first connected on uh, Blog Talk Radio, we each had a show with a group out of Chicago called Link Local Network. And so as we stayed connected as of... We started in January. I feel like maybe January this year we started doing our video broadcasting and covering mostly ideas and issues. We like to look at things from a different perspective. Brent would call himself not so much a political activist but a political philosopher. And I I would probably be more the political activist part and since 2015, when Donald Trump was running, became involved in the early groups of tweeting for Trump and getting uh, kind of the Twitter messaging and working around hashtag campaigns and, and with candidates in 2015, 2016, 2018, um, and then now as we head into 2020. So... I've also published articles on fashion and uh, parenting, and I have five kids. I'm the fa- I'm a mother of five millennials, so I understand the millennial generation and love love that demographic. So, but it's interesting to look through political issues from that millennial lens versus, you know, my parental lens <laughs> so i'm i'm right. looking forward to having some great conversation today absolutely well you know i saw i saw on your account uh you had a, a picture with the president obviously seems like you're pretty connected you're you go to a lot of events huh? a lot of political different different uh, conventions and stuff i like to call myself the female forrest gump and as i <laughs> go through life i, like I Somehow find myself in these circumstances that's just like, all right, how'd I end up here? But okay. Um, yeah, all very ironic. I did have a chance to have my picture taken with Mr. Uh, with President Trump. He was then candidate Donald Trump, and I I was a a little bit of a Trump rally groupie back in 2015, 2016, and part of the reason was. I know, right? So whenever there was a rally, I was like there and just very much because in 2015, 2016, we didn't know what we know today looking back, right? So I was 
because of being the mom of five millennials, I wanted for your generation to have have hope, to have a future, to have uh, opportunity. And I grew up knowing what freedom was. This was before we were tracked 24-7 from our phones to our uh, watches to uh, satellites in the sky or blimps in the in the sky tracking our every move. You know, I'm the generation of you hopped on your bike in the morning and you came back when the street lights went on <laughs> and your parents didn't know where you were in that whole day. Now parents would be arrested for that. And it's just crazy. And so when uh, Trump was running and I thought, you know, Trump, out of the field of candidates back in 2015, a lot of conservatives were behind Cruz or, or Ben Carson. They, everybody had sort of their favorite horse in that race. And I was early on for Donald Trump, not to toot my own horn that I had some crystal ball, but I just felt that he represented what our founding fathers intended for lay people to be uh, leadership within our government. They never intended for career politicians. I am adamantly opposed to the systematic institutionalization of of politicians within our government. At any in any office, and that's one of the things uh, we can talk about later, I'll touch on it now, but Sidney Powell, who is representing General Michael Flynn in his uh, case right now, she, if, if your audience hasn't gotten her book, License to Lie, uh, it's a must read. And one of the things that, or watch some of our videos, one of the things that Sydney advocates for, which is rare among her peers, is term limits across all uh, government service. And that is a, an idea that our founding fathers, I think, would embrace wholeheartedly. I think they didn't envision what we have now of where uh, employees are protected and corrupt politicians are immune from consequences or removal from office. Uh, we want to vote them out, but as Trump exposed, the rigged system prevents we the people from even being able to do that. I mean, theoretically, we have the power to term limit any politician we don't like, but because of the rigging of the system, uh, that has been hampered or uh, disabled in terms of our being able to effectively implement term limits via the vote. So there has to be uh, across the board changes, I think, for the health of our government. Back to 2015, I was all on board for Trump, and right. I just went to all the rallies that I could uh, at the time to try and be informed because I was using Twitter as a platform to be able to influence and, and Facebook somewhat, but not as much. I tend to keep my Facebook more just friends and family, but I do have a business page there if you want to, to find it. Um, and then Twitter took out my account account when I got to 75,000 followers a year ago, May 2018, right before the California primary. I had just done a series of interviews with the mega candidates running out in California. And, uh, I I lost my account. And it was after we had done the hashtag Clear Flynn Now campaign. 
right now I'm working on the hashtag pardon Flynn now campaign. And if any of your listeners are on Twitter, I'm at Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, Lee, L-E-I-G-H underscore L-L-C. And you can find a lot of the threads for our Pardon Flynn Now hashtag campaign that we are trying to be a voice to support. We 100% support Sidney Powell in her efforts to uh, exonerate General Flynn through the legal process. But we are also providing an argument for the public support and call to action by President Trump to give General Flynn a pardon of innocence as a presidential pardon, uh, either before or after the legal process has run its course. So a couple of things there. That was a lot of content and information. So I don't know. You can pick whatever you want to go from there. Uh, well, yeah, to wow, talk about. very, very impressive. I, I, you know, uh, you know, I like it. I like it all. Um, let me ask you this. So where is, where is that Flynn situation stand as of now, as far as you know, because there hasn't been reports in the media for some, for quite some time. I'm just wondering, uh, I'm sure you're following it pretty closely. What, what's, so what's the latest? I am. So there's some great accounts following Sydney Powell's account for one, uh, and then any of the Flynn family members' accounts, you can get pretty much the updated information there. Uh, we do have a pardonflynnnow.com website that we've got the analysis that provides the basis by Pasquale Scopoliti. He is a personal friend of General Flynn, uh, is a great analyst in terms of uh strategy and tactics that General Flint has uh, read and uh, worked with Pasquale back in 2016 in terms of mobilizing the veteran community to get behind candidate Trump and help uh, carry him across the victory line with garnering veterans because veterans had been a disengaged community. And this is why we're petitioning now for Flynn to be ungagged by this legal process because, uh, as Pat would say, Pasquale Scopoliti at thy consigliori, that's T-H-Y consigliori, I'm going to have to phonetically C-O-N consig, S-I-G-L-I-O-R-I, it's an Italian word, uh, meeting counselor, and he's laid out the, the groundwork for a pardon of innocence. And the reason that we are making this pardon of innocence argument is that uh, General Flynn was not guilty of the crimes. Now, Sidney Powell is working hard to get the Brady material, which is a reference to the exculpatory evidence that was withheld from General Flynn in his defense that uh, prevented him from making a an informed guilty plea that was entered into the record. So through this legal process, the exoneration will come if Sydney is able to be successful in this process. And she is she's wicked sharp. She's a pit bull in terms of going after what she needs to. So she, he's in very capable hands. Um, however, 
because the gatekeepers and the the ones who are corrupt are in to a large degree controlling the process and controlling the system we can't 100% with confidence put our trust in that legal system we're seeing it with Trump right um, the same thing happened with him in the course of the Mueller investigation and, and they're all tied together because as we know uh, the the operatives within the FBI and the DOJ and the other alphabet agencies that were undermining the duly elected President Trump also targeted General Flynn because of the the ally, the alliance that the two of them had. And and so for every day, back to Pasquale's that days count, every day that we don't have General Flynn able to be out there, to be a voice for President Trump as we head into elections 2020, we're hurt by that. It's, it's essentially taking him out of our service, out of the public being able to have him as a leader, and especially for the veteran community, by this legal process. He's got a gag order. He's limited. His travel is infringed. He is not free to uh, be of service to our country and to our president. And so that is all part of what the Democrats and those who are undermining President Trump use as a very effective strategy to take out uh, an adversary. And so we're seeing this happen. Now, today, if you go on Twitter and look, there was uh, apparently Adam Schiff had wanted General Flynn to come back and uh, he had subpoenaed uh, General Flynn again. And Sidney Powell wrote just a fabulous letter back to Adam Schiff stating that General Flynn would be invoking his Fifth Amendment right not to have to appear and testify. And then um, it's it's a one-page letter, but it's beautiful if you go and read it uh, in terms of her pretty much saying, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. You can go pound sand. And so, again, she's just on top of everything. But we don't know. And I'm not privy to that information. And we kind of have to wait and see as this plays out. Uh, if there's a, a purpose to all of the legal process and the discovery and the disclosure, we're seeing that now in the Biden and the Hunter Biden stuff where Trump turns the attention to that. I mean, right. it's so incredible about being able to um, – say, oh, look here, right? So whenever Trump tweets something, it's his communication directly to the people. And there's always yeah. a reason why he tweets something. If you can learn right. the comms, learn, understand his yeah, tweets, right? Yeah, because there's, so there's so much fake news out there. I mean, he needs to do that so he can properly communicate with, you know, with his fans and his voters and even the haters. I mean, everybody has to know the truth and they sure as hell can't get it from the media, you know? No, you, you won't. It's manipulated. And if, if there's anything that we are seeing, whether, and I heard you talking about uh, Greta earlier on the show and 
um, if there's anything we've seen, it's all fake. The Emmys are fake. The actors are yep. fake. Yep. The climate change is fake. The news is fake. The people are fake. The bloodlines are fake. It's all fake, fake, fake. And so Trump is, through his tweets and through through the different processes that are going on, truth is being revealed. And truth is irrefutable when you see it. It's just learning to recognize it when it's right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, you were talking about term limits and that, you know, that's something that I've talked about on my show several times and it's an issue for me. You know, I I have a hard time, uh, you know, accepting and and fathoming these sort of people that are in DC for, you know, their entire lives. I mean, it's unacceptable. I, you know, especially, you know, because with, with all the swamp that's built up and built up. I mean, this is from these career politician monsters that have been there for so long. I mean, it's, they've created this huge elitist establishment that is all for their own interests. It's basically screw us. They don't care about us peasants. You know, they, they want to – you know, do at do they they want us to do as they say, but not as they do. It, it, it's the biggest hypocrisy on the face of the earth, and something needs to change. But I worry, I worry that we're far, still far, a far way, far ways from that. And I'll tell you why. You know, we we still have all these politicians that you know are so convinced on you know, uh, helping them their own interests and, and telling all their voters that they have all these solutions, but they don't do anything with it. And, you know, they have so much power behind closed doors and they have all this, uh, they have all this authority and they have all this power in, in elections. I mean, there are people like Maxine Waters and Pelosi and I don't know how, I mean, I understand their districts are filled with liberals, but at the same time, you wonder how some of these people are even elected into office in the first place. And it's just, it's insanity. It really is. You know what I mean? It is. And I like a couple of things that you referenced there that I've said on my show and other shows when I've uh, talked to other podcasters. One, the work that you and others are doing, I think the difference in 2020 is that we need to take what we've learned online through the various, through Twitter and Facebook and, and information we know through the new media to get to seek out those who we know are not the fake news. And so we've learned how to identify what's important. And now in 2020, we need to take it out into our communities and red pill those around us. And so bring that message, not from sitting on on the social media like we did in 2015, 2016, even 2018, but to take that message out into our community and start to talk to people and and show them uh, what we've learned because they, if you turn on the mainstream media in the morning where, you know, the large percentage of Americans get their sound bites of news, they have no clue of what the greater truth of what's all happening out there. And, and people will say, I love America, but I hate politics. We have to 
inform those around us and in our in our lives uh, to realize it's all political. Everything, our very freedoms are political, and if we don't address that, we are going to lose the things. And so it's very hard because this, you know, Trump has done in a couple of years what has been in the works for decades. So I liken it to that Jenga game. I think that's right. You know, the the blocks that build up into a tower and you have to try and pull one block out without collapsing the whole structure. That, in effect, is, is what President Trump is doing to try and pull out the corruption and leave the structure, the organization, whether it's through the courts and replacing judges, whether it's through the global relationships that we have and peace is the prize by stabilizing uh, global economies through using the America's economy, stabilizing America's economy. He's rebuilding the RNC from the inside up. The, the Democrat Party, I think he's out to destroy, which is just fine because it needs to be uh, as, as it's pushed farther and farther extreme socialist. What he did is accelerated them revealing what their agenda has been all along, and that was socialist, communism, uh, tyranny. And so I think he's working within the Republican Party to take that back so that we have some structure left. Then the other thing I want to say in terms of the swamp that you referenced and the corruption, I um, have a hashtag that I use and I may write a book on this as I uh, get more things uh, on my plate here, but it's my my work in progress is called the swamp in our backyard. And what we really have to understand is that people didn't get to DC and just decide to become corrupt at that level. The swampers swim upstream and they start locally and uh, become, they just are reinforced. So they have, uh, things go their way they're able to uh, use influence and and control the courts or what's going on at the local or state level and then they move up the food chain to the dc swamp and so it by that time it's just how they swim they've corruption is just inherent in their operations and so we have to clean up both from the, the bottom up and the top down if that makes sense. We, we do. We absolutely do. Very well said. Um, what uh, I, I do got to take a quick commercial. Uh, I want you to stay okay. with us because we're all, we're all going to get into the, the Biden situation. I've been saving that for the last segment of the show. So please stay with us. Uh, and uh, I really, I really like having you here. I love your insight. Awesome conversation so far. Uh, but everybody, we will be uh, right back. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. 
With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Welcome back, everybody. Everybody, everybody stay on the line before we get to the, before we get to the Joe Biden situation. Uh, I want to... Uh, introduce um, real estate mogul, actor, and San Diego mayor candidate for 2020, Richard Hansen. Are you back with us? Yes, I am, sir. Can you hear me now? Much better. Much can better you, connection. You, oh, good. Good, good, good. Well, listen, I just want to just thank you for having me on your show again. I had a wonderful time last time, and I just want to give you an update on what's happening. I am the only Republican running for mayor in the city of San Diego. So I changed my voter registration 
to a Republican a week ago, and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. As a matter of fact, I did an interview with ABC News uh, that aired tonight, and you can look for that at ABC News uh, um, GTV Channel 10. So things are really hopping here, and you're having a great show, and I I just want to just compliment you on your guests tonight and the insight that they have. It's it's really fantastic to have like-minded people in the same place where people can actually hear what's going on instead of the, the media spewing out all this liberal crap that's been going on for the last few years, you know, against Trump. I mean, it's just outrageous. And what you were talking about earlier with this whole climate change and that poor little girl, you know, just being used as a prop by the liberals to see all the anger that she has at such a young age when she could actually out there be enjoying her life. So I just want to thank you. And, you know, when you touched on the homeless thing, I, you know, as you were mentioning Seattle, I grew up in Los Angeles. I mean, they have turned Los Angeles literally into a shithole. You know, with 60,000 yeah. people on the streets defecating. And even uh, you have uh, Dr. Drew, you know, on Fox News all the time going, talking about the possibility of a bubonic plague now. And uh, Los Angeles has turned into the, the second most infested rat, rat-infested city in the country. Something needs to be done. And Trump is absolutely right uh, to come to California to withhold money until they start doing what's right. And so I'm here in San Diego, uh, you know, and I'm going to hold the line here for the Republicans, for Donald Trump, and we're going to get elected and we're going to change things in California. Yeah, man, we haven't, we haven't talked yet in a little while. What, what's been going on? What's new? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I was at the Trump, uh, you know, I didn't make it to the luncheon, uh, but I was out there with the, uh, uh, the supporters, and they had the protesters out there with the balloon, you know, the whole deal going. But what was interesting, there was only a couple hundred protesters out there. There was actually more supporters for Trump. You know, we saw his motorcade come by, and uh, it was just phenomenal. And I had already uh, registered as a Republican, so it was great to be out there with the crowd, uh, you know, talking about uh, running for mayor. And the support is phenomenal. Because there's, there's not a whole lot of Trump Republicans out there. And that's been kind of the problem. The Republican Party hasn't been backing the president like they should. I mean, you got Mitt Romney on TV running his mouth again. I mean, who the hell is this guy? He's just another loser uh, that, that couldn't make it. And he's going to get on TV and start running his mouth about the president again and what's happening. And it's amazing how uh, Joe Biden in, in the media can flip this thing around on Trump about Ukraine. I mean – Trump, as president of the United States, he has an absolute right to find out what's going on with the corruption. And if there's payoffs and corruption and getting this prosecutor uh, fired so that he didn't uh, investigate Biden's son, and now Trump asks about it, and all of a sudden, you know, Pelosi's on TV ratting and raving again with uh, a shifty shift about impeaching the president. I mean, it's like every other day they got a new reason why they're going to impeach the president. And the bottom line is, this is just the ultimate voter fraud by the Democrat Party to try to overturn 63 million votes. But I'll tell you what's going to happen at the election. There's not going to be 63 million votes. There's going to be 75 million votes for Donald Trump. I mean, you saw that rally today with uh, the prime minister from India. Oh, that was phenomenal. I mean, that was the most phenomenal thing I've seen to see 50,000 people from India, Indian Americans, people from India that have migrated to this country that have uh, made a difference, a contribution in, in our country, just out there supporting the president of the United States. And as, as you were saying, it shows the worldwide re- 
the world, the worldwide respect that the president is getting and support, you know, from Australia, from India, from a lot of these other countries. And you, and you just listen to all the me, the liberal media talking about how, oh, you know, this is not right that we got out of the deal with Iran. What are you kidding me? I mean, the deal that Obama did with Iran, I mean, it was a five-year deal anyways. They were already ready to start uh, enriching uranium. And he gave them, about, what, $150 billion? Hey, here you go. Here's a few bucks to uh, fund terrorism around the world. I mean, the whole thing is insane. It was like one of your other guests just talking about how uh, really – ungodly uh these liberals have become you know i you know when it comes to the abortion issue you know i've I've always been against abortion but i've never been you know a big uh proponent you know as you know as somebody being involved i haven't really been involved but now they're talking about infanticide they're talking about actually killing live babies like it's nothing but i mean you got ralph northam oh yeah hey i don't remember if i you know, was in blackface or was under the hood you know wearing a hood i don't remember but hey anyways let's kill some babies I mean, the whole thing is insane. And then your one guest, I, I forgot his name, but uh, he, he really hit the nail on the head. You know, they have a reprobate mind. Their mind is gone. And the thing about it is, you know, and I heard your frustration in the, in the other show the other night talking about, you know, what is wrong with these people. There's no point in even trying to convince them of what's going on. They've all drank the Kool-Aid. And we need yeah. to just focus on what we're doing, just getting Trump elected, just moving forward with our agenda, you know, supporting the Second Amendment, supporting um, pro-life, and, you know, uh, supporting, you know, the wall. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having our own country that belongs to the citizens. Now, what was beautiful about being at, uh, at one of the Trump supporters when Trump came to San Diego is I was out there and I met Latinas for Trump. They were out there yeah. with the American flag supporting Trump. I had a, t- a chance to talk to them. They, they were on the news. It's just phenomenal. And the, and the, the yeah. mainstream or the mainstream media is not really showing the kind of support that, that Trump is getting from the minority community. And I think that uh, it's just great to see, you know, people coming out, you know, Latinos, you know, African-Americans, people of all walks of life supporting Trump. And so I, I just want to say, uh, you know, I'm having a blast here in San Diego and we're going to kick some butt because, you know, like with Ronald Reagan, we have the moral majority out there that's been afraid to speak out uh, against these liberals. And we're going to put an end to this in San Diego. And even though it's a, it's a long shot here, I feel there's a path to victory. But the path to victory is supporting Trump, getting on the Trump train. So if you're a Republican, either get on the Trump train or get the hell out of the way. I love it. Oh, I love it. No, you know, you know it. You know, you know my intensity level. It really, you know, I, I get, I get just like you. I get all into it. Um, stay on the line, though. I want to play this yes, clip uh, with, with what Trump has said about Biden, and then I'm going to get everybody's thoughts. It's going to be the last segment of the show. Very big news out today, though, with this whole Biden stuff. So everybody, um, listen, to, listen to this, though. Everybody, listen to this. Here we go. Let's see here. Right after I play this, we will discuss it. Uh, one four. Somebody ought to look into Joe Biden's statement because it was disgraceful. I don't know the identity of the whistleblower. I just hear it say partisan person, meaning it comes out from another party. My conversation with the president, the new president of Ukraine, was perfect. They put out a statement last night. They said the same thing. A 
corruption and we're paying lots of money to a country. We don't want a country that we're giving massive aid to to be corrupting our system. They put out a major statement last night, and in the statement they said it was a very, very fine conversation. Uh, and there was no pressure, no nothing. There was no pressure. We're supporting the country. We want to make sure that country is honest. It's very important to talk about corruption. If you don't talk about corruption, why would you give money to a country that you think is, is corrupt? One of the reasons that the president got elected is he was going to stop corruption. So it's very important that on occasion you speak to somebody about corruption. You tell the Ukrainian leader they would pass the investigated Joe Biden and Sam. Go ahead. I hope you get to see the call because your question you will see I did not ask for did, I did not make a statement that you have to do this or I'm not going to do I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I can do it very easily, but I'd rather not do it from the standpoint of uh, all of the other conversations I have. I may do it because it was a very interesting call on both his part and mine. We had a very nice call. He said he wanted to transfer them. Oh, you also I didn't say that at all. You I didn't say that at all. It may get released. I didn't say that at all. I don't think it's a great precedent to be releasing calls with foreign countries, heads of foreign countries. So I don't think it's a great precedent. So I didn't say it's going to release it at all. So just just to confirm with everybody, this is just clips over the last couple of days uh, of this situation. Obviously, the real story here, we know what the real story is. It's Biden's collusion and corruption. How much you want to bet? Whatever the oh, president geez. said was uh, in the best interest of the United States of America. Sorry, sorry guys, that was a random clip playing. But getting getting back to this, getting back to this, it's very important because you guys really got to hear what's going on here. Is that Joe Biden and his son took 1.8 billion dollars with a B from this foreign entity from Ukraine? This is a fact. And Joe Biden has been caught on camera bragging about it in the past, but now Joe Biden wants to deny it because he's running for president, and he knows it's going to come back to haunt him. And Trump was on the call, on a call with the Ukraine government, and there's nothing wrong with finding out corruption about, about someone in our political system. There is nothing wrong, and we all found out today – that the whistleblower was a complete liar. Some whistleblower went, I think, to the Washington Post and said that they had all this information from Trump's call to the Ukraine, but it turns out this whistleblower didn't hear anything of the conversation, and it was it was complete anonymous source, just BS. It was a lie. It was a big lie. Uh, actually, I think that the, the person was named but uh, of who was claiming they had information, but it turned out it was all a lie. They didn't actually have information on the call, and they, didn't, they couldn't say exactly what was said. So just more BS from the mainstream media once again. But the real story here is Joe Biden's corruption case, and they're trying to blame it on Trump. They're trying to say Trump's treasonous. They're trying to say Trump is trying to go against our Constitution and go against our country because he wants to find out corruption about Joe Biden. I mean, this is, this is, I can't even believe we're having this discussion where the liberals are making this look, look like it's Trump's fault. When all the evidence is there, it's, it's been shown that the Bidens did this deal. Not only with Ukraine, but they also did a deal with China. Obviously, that's a conversation for a different time. But yes, I mean, this is, 
this is very dirty. And, you know, don't forget about the prosecutor that was going after Hunter Biden. And then they got the prosecutor fired, uh, you know, with, 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 uh, with, with, bribing, with the, bribing the Ukrainian government. Because they told somebody in the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian government, I think the leader, that, you know, they, they weren't going to do a deal or something unless that prosecutor was fired. And, I mean, just the biggest conflict of interest you could ever think of. I mean, this is as corrupt as it gets. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, we have the information. You know, I, I've talked about it many times on my show, this exact story, this exact case. Uh, it was obviously quiet in the media for the last couple months, and now it's resurfaced. Because it's, it's a big thing. This is, this is not a joke. And we recently saw a leader in Ukraine uh, get elected because he promised to stop the corruption. So corruption in Ukraine, with, especially with finances, has been an ongoing issue with many uh, people in our political system. I don't think this is just Joe Biden. I mean, obviously with this scenario, it's just Joe Biden. But there's been so many other people in our system that has, have colluded with people in the Ukrainian government and all these other foreign entities. And it's not talked about enough. It's not exposed, but, you know, especially with Democrats. But Republicans always get the, the heart of the hammer. They always get the, 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 the biggest, uh, you know, hammering and, and, you know, just all the, the harassment from the media. The Democrats, it's such a double standard. They don't get uh, the same treatment. It, it's sick stuff. Uh, Michael Valsi, I'll go to you. Go ahead. Roy, we've known a long time about uh... – Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's uh, dealings with the Ukraine, and, and yeah. even more than that, we know about we know about uh, Hunter Biden's uh, diamond he received from some Chinese businessman. This stuff has been in the news for quite a long time. Yeah, I, I really, you know, if you just stop and analyze what's happened here, you know, you had coach that was let go. I'm sure he's the whistleblower or somebody affiliated with him, okay, they came up with this story because they knew, because of Giuliani, because of the actions of the president, they knew that this was going to come back to haunt Biden and Obama and the entire Obama administration. So they had to come up with a way, again, to use rules for radicals and flip this whole thing on the president. So that's what they did. They come up with a whistleblower who does not have firsthand knowledge, does not have firsthand knowledge of any phone conversation. So what is this whistleblower? A whistleblower has to have some information. The the whistleblower has nothing. This was all something to twist this story in the mainstream media, who's owned and operated by the deep state, Twisted around on the president to try to hurt him going into the 2020 election cycle. It's already Biden's done. I mean, he's finished. I mean, because this he can't get get out from under this. Uh, so they needed to kind of go after after the president, and that's the reason they came up with this whistleblower thing. I yeah. also believe that the president. You know, he's, he's just such a genius. He's, you know, a master. I think he allowed yeah. this to happen. I think he knew this was going to happen. He allowed this to happen to get it into the news 
right? So people are looking at it. It's an easy way for him. He released that tweet that had Biden's clip on how he pressured the Ukraine to fire the prosecutor. Um, He used that to get this. Now, everybody's talking about Biden in the Ukraine or talking about the president in the Ukraine. Ukraine is in the news. So this is going to end very, very badly for the liberals, I'm I'm afraid. Uh, I'm not – I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, I just – I don't see any other way around it. The president's done nothing wrong. The evidence is there on on Joe and Hunter Biden. And and, and it's there by their own admission. Biden says he didn't discuss this with his son. His son says he discussed it with his father. Right. So they can't even keep their stories straight. So, I mean, that's my two cents, Rory, and I'll, I'll let your other guests comment. It, it, yeah, they keep contradicting their stories, absolutely. And uh, Michael Balski, in case I don't get back to you, please tell everybody where they can connect with you. It's Michael Balsi, via in Victory LSI, and I'm on Twitter. And uh, you can find me there. I'm on there every day. Perfect, perfect. Um, Richard, I'll go to you uh, quickly, though. Give, give us your thoughts. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, this is exactly what uh, we've been talking about here. With this whole projection uh, deal, where they're projecting onto the president uh, what Biden did, and Biden, they have the clip of Biden, and I've seen that clip before, as your the last guest just mentioned. This has been in the news for a while, so this is not something that just came out. That clip has been in the news for a while, with Biden right. saying, "Oh yeah, I told the son of a bitch, uh, you don't drop this case against my son, I'm not going to give you the billions of dollars." And it's like, well, what more do you need? And then to hear Biden on TV today saying, oh, Trump's doing this. He needs to be investigated. And Pelosi going on and AOC going on about, oh, yeah, we need to impeach now. I mean, every other day they're coming up for a different reason for impeachment. I mean, this is so insane. That's why we even have, we should just stop talking to these people, trying to make sense out of it. They've all drank the Kool-Aid. We just need to move forward and get these people out of office and make sure that uh, President Trump gets reelected. I mean, with Biden there, I mean, he doesn't have a shot. I mean, he's going down, and he's, you know, on the offsets of uh, Alzheimer or whatever's happening with this guy. You know, he, I mean, he's done to, be, to begin with. Warren, you know, she doesn't have a chance. So, I mean, Trump has got this, and he's doing exactly right, because sometimes you have to throw yourself in the mix as the bait just to get everybody to focus on the fight. You know, so uh, Trump, you know, is, is making his move, and he has the right as president of the United States to say, hey, if there's corruption going on here, we already know there's all kinds of corruption going on with Ukraine and this whole gas pipeline deal and everything that's been, been happening uh, in the Ukraine. And Hunter Biden's right in the middle of it, getting $50,000 a month uh, for some yeah. job that he doesn't know anything about on some board that he has no business being on when his, when his dad is vice president and his dad says, hey, you know, you prosecute my son, you're not getting billions of dollars, and then they're going to come back at exactly. Trump like he did something exactly. because he's asking a question about what the hell is going on. These people are nuts. They're just absolutely nuts. They are. Uh, Pelosi and their group, they've destroyed California. They're going to destroy the rest of the country, and we got to get rid of these people. They, they hate America. That's the bottom line. They hate America. Absolutely. They hate the Constitution. They hate freedom. Yeah, Rich, absolutely. Richard, tell everybody where they can uh, connect with you. You can find me at richardmhanson.com. That's Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N, 
or you can look for me on LinkedIn, Richard M. Hansen. Just go to LinkedIn. Uh, you'll find it in Facebook. Uh, same thing. Uh, what is it? Facebook forward slash Richard M. Hansen for mayor. So you can just Google me. There's a lot of clips on there right now in, in the media. So I'm getting a lot of traction right now as the only Republican running for mayor for the city of San Diego. God bless you, Lori. Thank you. Thanks again. I love it. God, God bless. God bless you, too. I just have to get to everybody on the panel before the Absolutely. clock comes out. But yeah. Thank you, though. I really love having you on. Uh, absolutely. Um, let, let's go to uh, Tamara. Are you there? I'm here, Tamara. Yes. Tamara. Tamara. Sorry. I, I, now I, I won't, I won't <laughs> forget next okay. time. Absolutely. Your, <laughs> thought, your thoughts real quick. As I mentioned earlier before, I think whenever Trump says anything or tweets anything, he already knows the answer. Um, and he knows what what he's talking about. People used to think, and they're, they're now saying that less, but he, they used to be like, what is he tweeting about? He's so, you know, crazy talk. But he has a remarkable way of whatever he's, says or points the spotlight on turns out to be true and yep. so when he brought up uh biden and and he turns the table so right what whatever they accuse him of really turns out to be what they're most guilty of <laughs> so i think if we just again if you want the information on what's happening just follow trump and his tweets and what is what he's directing us to because he's speaking directly to the people uh, and pay, pay attention to that. Don't, don't underestimate what his, his tweets are saying, even if they don't seem to make sense, there's nothing random about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we've loved having you on. I definitely want to have you back soon. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you though, and find all your work and um, all that good stuff. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. I, again, appreciate your inviting me, and I'll be happy to come back on anytime. Uh, always love to talk all things Trump. So you can find me mostly on Twitter at, unless they uh, kill my account again. But for right now, I'm still there at Tamara Lee underscore LLC. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-L-E-I-G-H underscore LLC. And Tamara Lee, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And then uh, usually we air every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Tamerly's Trend On featuring Brent Hamachek, and we're on YouTube and Periscope. So tune in and follow us. We always have a good time. Perfect. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll definitely have you back soon. Absolutely. I would, definitely a All pleasure, right. though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great being here. Absolutely. Um, let's also go to Topher. Can you give your thoughts in about 30 seconds? Can you do it? Oh, man, sum up in 30 seconds. That's a lot of content. Um, first of all, or actually pretty much all, yeah, the whole thing about Biden, I mean, the Democrats are such freaking hypocrites. Uh, when it was yeah. Donald Jr., when it was Trump Jr. that was uh, in the hot seat, Oh, they went after him, but you know what? Biden's son, no, no, hands off, hands off. It's just that liberal double standard crap that everybody, every conservative on Twitter is used to. 
Somebody asked me once if I've ever been uh, suspended or in Twitter jail. I'm like, uh, I'm a conservative, so of course, yeah. You know, <laughs> if 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 Jack Dorsey would just come out and blatantly say, yeah, I'm a socialist, I don't like the First Amendment, I don't like free speech, then I would respect <laughs> him more. But until then, he's just a douche. Right. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Uh, where can every Where can everybody connect with you on? Um, everybody can connect with me on Twitter, uh, Topher Frank one, that's T O P H E R F R A N K. And then the number one, um, aside from that, if you're ever in the Albuquerque area or greater Albuquerque area, all the way down from Santa Fe, all the way to Las Cruces, I'm doing comedy shows, uh, constantly. I'm currently working on a movie for Netflix, it's a Netflix original called Rainbow Clouds. Uh, one of my first lead, or actually it's my first lead role. Super duper excited about that. So hopefully that'll be coming out. Uh, we're looking for December 1st, which is National AIDS Day, and it's a hard-hitting movie that uh, covers AIDS. So check it Excellent. out. Check me on Twitter. I always follow back all my all conservatives. Love you guys, man. And thank you so much for having me. Right. You, you're awesome, dude. Absolutely, man. God bless you. We'll make you a regular. We'll definitely have you back soon. I would love that, man. Thank you so much, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Absolutely. What a show tonight, guys. What a show. Uh, I really want to thank all my audience, my guests, my co-hosts and sponsors. You are all amazing. Uh, Another big show coming your way tomorrow night. Uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your night. Uh, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.